day 349 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith i'm john and remember this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right psalm 36 yeah. uh yeah shorter song yeah <laughs> uh then 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 we've been um dealing with lately but psalm 36 man we just want to see uh you know in a short psalm a very huge comparison right, right? Mm. so between the character actions and traits of the wicked right. and then the goodness love and attributes of god right yeah and, and so the benefit that it extends yeah. to the righteous as a result right so there's mm. three characters in this psalm in a sense there's the wicked right and we're mm. gonna see them God, we're going to see him very active, but the righteous, we're going to see them, but their peace and all the stuff that we see there is a derivative of the goodness of God. So it's, yeah, the righteous mm-hmm. are kind of in the background, but still very right. important. Yeah. They still, it's still there. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. No, that's excellent. Um, you know, and again, like he's going to start off and talk about the wicked. So he's like, yo, essentially the first four verses he's gonna go in he's gonna be like yo they don't fear god right <laughs> they have an overinflated view of self right right they don't hate sin and transgression they don't hate the things god hates right, right? they deceive with their speech and the psalms the psalms have talked about that a ton um and then they don't just make mistakes and mess ups like right. all of us right they lay down on their bed get their notes app out right right and plan their evil deeds. Right. And so David is going to, you know, be emphatic about the way the wicked uh, go about doing what they do. And then he's going to make a turn. Yeah. Five. Yeah, man. It's it's that progression starting in verse one, right? So think of Psalm one and you remember mm-hmm. the progression that takes place there. This is the same one right here, right? It starts verse one and it helps us see, oh, no, look, look, look. It starts with a lack of the fear of God, right? So Mm. Proverbs is going to say the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The end of Ecclesiastes, it's going to say the whole duty of man is to fear God. Throughout the Psalms, we're told that the fear of God is a good thing. It starts here and it's like, oh, look, there is no fear of God inside of him. And Mm. so he's got a distorted view of himself. Mm -hmm. And because he has a distorted view of himself, and then it goes from, all right, look at his words, and his actions. And lastly, right, his bed is, right, not just, so it is that, yo, it's intentional planning, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's also, you see this like restlessness of his soul, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where the righteous is gonna be contrasted, right? When (laughs) we see the righteous, it's gonna say, oh, no, 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 because of the goodness of God, the righteous can rest in him and sleep and enjoy life here, even on his bed, a time when he should be sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Mind yeah. is still going, and that's just the sign of a restless soul constantly trying to find something to bring satisfaction. And so that that though he flatters himself, verses one through four is not a very flattering description. Right. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that's excellent, man. Um, yeah, I love what you said about the fear of God because that kind of governs a lot of this psalm. Right. And we have to remember, and I don't know if we've emphasized it a ton, but the psalms are a part of the wisdom literature of right. the Bible. Right. And the fear of the Lord is the main theme of the wisdom literature of scripture, as you just pointed out. And <clears throat> he switches though, verse five. Right. He's like, 
Yo, but the love of God, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, 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 but God's love, right? Yeah. And God's love, listen, God's love is the lens through which we should see all of life. Right. Right. Because he's going to go and touch on everything, right? He's going to say, yo, your faithful love reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. I love the the imagery. He's saying, yo, your love knows no bounds, right? It yeah. is expansive. It, right. it it spreads in places we can't see or right. know or imagine, right? right? And he's going to be, uh, like I said, uh, vivid with these metaphors. But notice how he can't seem to talk about, and we've said this before, John, right. he can't seem to talk about one of God's attributes right. without somehow talking about the others. Right, right. So he's going to go into God's righteousness, mm. his protection and right. preservation, right. which are all, in some senses, I don't want to conflate God's attributes, but in all ways of seeing his love, his love is a protective love. His uh, right. love is a preserving love. His love is a just love. His love is not like ours. When we start loving people and things, we get blinded by right. the ways right. they are wrong and the ways that they can harm us. God's love is not like that. It is eyes wide open. I'm going to do what's right in loving my people and loving my creation. Yep. And if you take out parts of that, mm -hmm. then you... You distort God's love, right? Absolutely. If, if you treat God like you remember that uh, game operation back in the day, you may not. Where it's like, I remember. Okay, yeah, a little it's guy, like a, a fake dude. Yeah. You gotta put a yeah. Where you just kind of take things out and you treat God like he's on your operating table. It's like ah, I really don't like this, so let me take this and throw it out. You lose out on the goodness and the completeness and the fullness of who God is. And so I love, yeah, mm -hmm. he starts off and he talks about God's love. And then he talks about his judgment. And some people would go, yo, uh, why did you slip that in there? And he's like, no, 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 this is part of it, right? We mm -hmm. see his love in this and we see his love in his judgment and we see his love in that so much so that basically uh, what, what he's going to say or what he's going to, uh, bring up at the end is this look verse seven how priceless is your faithful love god look mm. people take refuge in the shadow of your wings they are mm. they are filled from the abundance of your house you let them drink from your refreshing stream so mm. the difference is right while one group may be restless he said no no god but the people that really know and enjoy your love Yes. There's a rest. There's a fulfillment. Mm. There's a mm. completeness. We have what we need in you, so we don't mm. need to run from you, go outside of you, or demean you to get what we want. Mm. Um, and 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 that is just a different existence. Yes, yes, bro. And I want to say this too, to to piggyback off your first point, the Christian tradition for two thousand years has confessed that God is one, right. meaning that there's one God, right. one true God, but also at the same time, he is one in his essence, right? right. Like he is a unity. He's not, like you said, you can't pick him apart, right? right? So to have a problem with any part of God is to have a problem with the whole God, right? right. He's holy, right? W-H-O-L-L-Y, right? all of who he is, right? right. He is holy love he is holy just holy perfect holy a protector all these things 
And we must understand that when we think about him, we tend to think about God. Listen, idolatry is not just worshiping the creation over the creator. It is thinking about the creator in creaturely ways. Right. right? Mm. We have to let God set the agenda for who he is. Last thing I'll say to the point about the love, I was going to hit on that. I love that you beat me to the punch. I love it. Yo, the satisfaction, right? The satisfaction and rest that the love of God brings. Right. I think many of us, all of us, let me say that, make it all inclusive. All yeah. of us look to be satisfied or we think that someone else's love or something else will ultimately satisfy us. Right. And David is like, that's not true. Right. The wellspring of life right. is with you. Yeah. Right. Like there's nothing else that is going to satisfy us. Right. Like the love of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Um, that your love is broad and expansive and it is priceless. Uh, Access to it is something that we could not afford, but thank you, Lord, for bestowing on us such a priceless gift. Would you remind us of how priceless and beautiful it is so that we would know that our aim in life is not to pay you back or to return the favors, but to enjoy the amazing gift, Lord, and extend our gratitude, our love, our full allegiance and honor to you, our great God and King. Lord, I pray that we would see ourselves rightly as a result of seeing uh, you high and lifted up. And that right view of ourselves would lead us to walk in humility today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.